This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Today on CityCast Boise, the greater Idaho movement seems to be picking up steam with Idaho lawmakers, but how likely is it that our border will actually move west? KTVB's Brian Holmes is with me to walk us through the many pitfalls and punchlines surrounding a proposal to absorb Eastern Oregon into Idaho. It's Thursday, February 23rd. I'm Emma Arnold, and this is what Boise's talking about. Welcome to CityCast. Good morning. Thank you. Thanks for having me. We are going to talk about uh, something that I, I feel like most people know about this, but maybe I'm wrong. So real quick, what's the deal with this whole greater Idaho thing? Give us a primer. Okay. So it was a couple years ago, a gentleman decided that he was going to put together this movement and call it the greater Idaho movement. And what he wanted to do was uh, kind of take all of the eastern Oregon counties. And originally it stretched all the way to the coast, all the southern Oregon counties, all the way to the coast and make them part of Idaho because what was happening was they, he felt they weren't being represented well in the Oregon legislature. It was predominantly uh, Democrats. They were not getting heard, he says, and their philosophies weren't lining up. So they thought, well, you know what? I kind of like what they're doing over in Idaho. How about we just join them? And so he started this movement kind of really was grassroots and now it's kind of bigger. It's gotten more attention. And now they have like a spokesperson. They've got these resolutions, both in the Oregon State House and the Idaho State House. And they've gotten legislators on both sides to kind of say, yeah, I can back that. Although things are a bit stalled on the Oregon side right now. And it is not so much on the Idaho side because this idea of moving Idaho's border westward and getting the eastern Oregon side is kind of taken on a little steam, but we'll see how it goes through the Senate. I forgot that in the initial proposal, we got a little bit of coastline. Oh, yeah. I forgot that like that was like a big piece for everybody. It was like, oh, my gosh, we'll have a little bit of coastline. That'll be so exciting. <laughs> Beachfront property in Idaho. Everybody's like, yeah. I, we were down with it. Like, sweet, let's do it. You know, Brookings, not bad. Yeah. We'll take that spot. Yeah, sure. Why not? And there was even in the original uh, drawings, uh, part of Northern California as well. That's right. Yeah. And so they kind of paired everything back. They go, well, let's not get crazy. And here's the thing. When they say these counties want to join Idaho, that's not exactly accurate. What these counties have voted on is they want their elected officials, like their county commissioners, to just start talking about it. They're basically saying, yeah, we want you to talk about it regularly throughout the year. Some places it's like three times out of the year and they just get together and be like, cool, are we going to talk about this? All right, what do you think? And five people will show up sometimes, sometimes 10. But in some of these places, as we've gotten further into this, they see like two or three people show up when they talk about this stuff. So it's still there, but it's losing some of its steam. Why not just move to Idaho? Like if you're like, oh, I love the politics. I love what you guys are doing over here, over there. Uh, why not just move to Idaho? A lot of that, the argument is they have been ranchers there for generations and they've got family land. They've been there. They don't want to just uproot everything and move to a place which is a more expensive now because Idaho is popular. 
and, and when a land has been in your family for generations, it's basically paid for. You're just working it kind of thing. So they just don't want to uproot their lives. They just want to be part of something that isn't there now. They want to live in Idaho without actually having to live in Idaho. <laughs> That's, well, if they move the border, then they do, I guess. <laughs> then they do, yeah. So what is, you mentioned a couple lawmakers in Oregon are into this. What does Oregon think overall? It's in the Oregon Senate right now. But the last time they talked about it was back on January 15th. And it's just kind of sitting there. And there are people there that are like, this is never going to happen. There are people here that are saying, this is never going to happen. There are people here that say this is never going to happen, but yet vote for it. Mm-hmm. It's it's that kind of thing. And it, right now, Oregon is is Idaho is making more progress on this than Oregon is, even though this movement started in Oregon. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. I saw one of the Idaho reps say one of the bonuses of this greater Idaho thing is that Ontario will be further away and it'll be harder for Idahoans to buy pot and obtain legal abortions. Do you think that is kind of a big piece for Idaho like lawmakers, why they're supporting it? I think uh, they're trying to sell it as such. uh, Mm. But in the grand scheme of things, Ontario is not moving. It still stays there. Uh, It just becomes part of Idaho. But what it does, yes, the border does move. It moves those things further from like the populated areas. But those things are still across the border. But the idea was, let's move it further from the populated areas, like out of sight, out of mind kind of thing, make it less convenient for people to just jump across into Ontario and do whatever they need to do and bring that back or whatever. So, yeah, they are. That is kind of a selling point. I don't know how well it would sell, because like I said, it's it's like, let's get a whole bunch of sagebrush and desolate areas and, and just call it ours. Is I don't know if that's a selling point either. Yeah, especially since I guess we're going to absorb Nevada and Montana. There's a phase two. You know, oh, there's a phase two. (laughs) There's a phase two, believe it or not, that does dip into. No, uh, I can't. Are you joking or not? No, there's there's a phase two. If you look at their website, if phase one goes through, they're like, why stop there? Uh, And then they'll try to get some parts again, Northern California, maybe some parts of Eastern Washington, Southeastern Washington. I mean, it's all kind of aligns. And this isn't a new idea. I mean, there was a time when. Well, even before Idaho was a state, they thought about giving the panhandle to Washington. Oh. And there was also a movement then, not even that long ago, I want to say 15 years ago, where the eastern Washington wanted then to say, we want to be part of Idaho. I, you mentioned like that some of these lawmakers are voting for it, even though they don't believe in it and they don't think it will happen. And I've seen some criticism of, of lawmakers here saying, why are people wasting their time and energy on the eastern Oregon residents and what they want when Idahoans like have very real problems that are going unaddressed? And I know that you like you talk to your 208 viewers a lot. What do you hear from them about this? Oh, it, it's very much why we're we wasting our time with this. This is not this is not a thing. Um, and the same questions you have. Why don't they just move here then if they like it so much? There's all kinds of things to consider with this, though. I mean, like the income tax, sales tax issues, the minimum wage in Oregon is considerably higher than it is in Idaho. With minimum wage is 1350 in, mm-hmm. in Oregon. I mean, it's, it's even higher in the Portland area, but... It's 725 in Idaho. Income tax here is four in Oregon is like up to 9%. Here is one to 6%. Sales tax, there's none in Oregon. They would have to all of a sudden be have to deal with that. There's a lot of things that people have pointed out that said, you know, you can't just do this. 
Although the other side of that is the, the things we've heard is why are we leaving this up to the legislators? Why can't the people vote on this? Why can't we decide if we want this? And the rule is you don't. I mean, it's up to legislatures in Idaho, in Oregon and Congress, and then signed by the president. And that would be make it a done deal. Yeah, it seems like a quite a few steps before you would have yeah. anything. Um, I, I've noticed like the Idaho Democrats seem like they're having a little fun during the debate around all this. Like Representative Nash said, why not add all of Montana? And I heard uh, Elena Rubel jokingly kind of said like, oh, my heart breaks for the Republicans in the Oregon minority. That must right. be so difficult. Oh, it's tough for you, is it? Wow, <laughs> oh, that's that weird. Yeah, is that hard? Yeah. How do you um, go to work every day? Yeah, I know. It's it's. <laughs> they're having a little fun with it because I think they're pointing out the hypocrisy of it. You guys just want to go where you where you are, where your your echo, I guess, or your your people. I mean, this let's all align ideologically and forget about everybody else. It's kind of how we started the Civil War, believe it or not. Yeah, that's as usual. My my main complaint with Idaho politics is I want something starts out as funny and then eventually become scary. <laughs> and you're like, right. oh, this can't be funny anymore. My whole life, Idaho has kind of been the punchline nationally. You know, like we're always in the news for something. It's never good. And it seems yeah. like right now everyone is making fun of us for this. Like I've seen, you know, the national press covering it, making fun of it. The Daily Show did a piece on it. Uh, celebrities are tweeting about it. I saw Bruce Campbell had a very viral tweet making fun of it. Like it, it feels like, I don't know, but there's part of me that's like this. It's like everything Idaho, right? It starts out as a joke and then it's mm -hmm. going to happen. Like, what, do you think there's any possibility that this could go through? The way that Oregon is handling it right now, why would they want to give up that tax base uh, and that diversity of their state? I don't see that happening. I like in the memorial that on the Oregon side, it's, you know, these whereas uh, a November 2021 poll found strong support among Idaho voters for relocating the Idaho-Oregon border. I don't know where this strong support is coming from. Uh, I have not seen strong support. I've seen some people go, that'd be kind of cool. Sure. Okay. That's worth considering. Even though they put that in their back pocket and go, but it'll never happen. Because it's, I mean, yes, borders have moved before. They've moved the border between Oregon and Washington about a mile because it's the river. And sometimes the river shifts, so they have to put it directly in the middle. So they had to get approval for that. But for a substantial movement like this, where you're just taking 63% of the land, but only 9% of the population, that seems like a drastic move that people would be like, hold on a second, you, you really think you want to do this? Yeah. If you could absorb any state, Brian, which <laughs> one would you absorb? I'm feeling Yellowstone. Yellowstone is great. I'm a beach guy, so I would probably lean westward. Yeah. That's when, it, when they first brought it up and they said, we're going to get beachfront property. I was like, okay, I'm listening. Yeah. That would be great. Um, but that's kind of where I would go. If I were going to go to a state that I would absorb, and, and again, being from California, I guess I could just move back there. I don't know. Yeah. Because it's got all that. Yeah, that's true. A little of everything over there. Yeah. It seems like, you know, you brought up the Civil War thing and what uh, Representative Rubel said, like, we're on the path to Civil War. And she said, we have to learn to get along better and work together. And I feel like you follow on your show a ton of far right groups, like very, very closely. And do you think she's right? Do you think she has a point? Like, is it okay for people to sort of have their bubbles and, you know, not really coexist in that? Or like, do we need to like learn to work together again? Oh, absolutely. We need to learn to work together again. I mean, it's it's kind of how things get done. Otherwise, you just have these people yelling at each other, which is what we've had. It's become more of a prominent way to do things since 2016, where it's like, I'm just going to say what I want and I don't care. If I offend you, if I make you mad, even better. And social media has certainly helped with that. Uh, if you have to deal with people face to face and talk to them and learn about them, it's a much different situation. And I think that the more we do that, the better it'll become. I mean, what gets me 
is is the ideology of I have to stick with this because I cannot consider what somebody else is thinking because then that shows my weakness. That's a problem. Because when you finally learn about somebody and yeah, you may change the way you view something, that's okay too. Yeah. And if we don't if we don't do that, then it is just going to be it, it, that's again, that's kind of how civil wars start. Well, I hope maybe instead of absorbing organ, we could just start having some conversations with one another, uh, <laughs> listening to each other a little bit. But that's probably as pie in the sky as us absorbing Montana. So, well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's even talk in Oregon of like starting its own state called the Jefferson, the state of Jefferson or something like that. I mean, there's mm. all of these people want just kind of their own autonomy and to be left alone when they don't agree with the leadership. And as I think one Oregon legislator said, like better people then. Yeah, exactly. There's a process for that. Well, Brian, thank you so much for coming on and and giving us the lowdown on the whole greater Idaho thing. We really appreciate it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm room for phase two, to be honest. <laughs> and before we sign off, we have another Boise pro tip for you. The Idaho State Treasurer's Office has a website dedicated to reuniting Idahoans with their unclaimed property, a.k.a. your cold hard cash. Every year, millions of dollars are transferred to the state by companies that can't find their owners. According to our Hey Boise newsletter, that could be from payroll checks, safe deposit boxes, refunds, or any other form of money that is technically yours. All you need to do is claim it. More than $18 million has been returned to people through the Treasurer's Office website, which is yourmoney.idaho.gov. That's all for today here on CityCast Boise. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell a friend? Leave us a review and subscribe to our Hey Boise newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with your weekly news roundup. Bye.